Welcome to the Voice of Albertans with Disabilities, aka VAD Society's podcast for July 2022. I am Teresa Jackson, your host and VAD's Program and Service Manager. Thanks for joining us today. VAD has started meeting with our membership to learn about the resources that are available to our IVAD or individual members and within the disability community. In today's podcast, I'll be talking to Dave Lawson from Inclusion Lethbridge, a community where everyone belongs. Dave's role at Inclusion Lethbridge is the executive director, and I wanted to get him on the show to share his insights with you and talk about Inclusion Lethbridge and the great resources that this organization offers. Together, we hold the power. Please welcome Dave. Hello, Dave. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining us. Please take a moment and briefly introduce yourself and tell us about your role at Inclusion Lethbridge. Well, yeah, indeed. And as you said, Teresa, I'm, I'm Dave Lawson. I am the Executive Director of Inclusion Lethbridge, and I've been in this role for about 16 years now. Having said that, Inclusion Lethbridge is celebrating their 65th birthday. Uh, July 1957 is when families originally came together formally to create this organization. So yeah, we've been, been around a long time. They've been around longer than I have, and just just able to say that. So as the executive director of Inclusion Lethbridge, we, uh, my, my main responsibility obviously is to provide advocacy for people with developmental disabilities and their families. And that includes obviously resources, resources such as planning, knowing what's out there to once a family decides what's going to be best for their loved one with a disability is, is uh, deciding, determining what those services are. The, the primary the work, another piece is obviously uh, community engagement to make sure that we're connected with our community and the community is able to, um, you know, support us in the, the areas that they feel we're doing important work. So, Wonderful. Thank you for that. That was great. I have a few questions about Inclusion Lethbridge to gather information for our listeners. So your website says every person should have the opportunity to live a rich, full life in community that values their potential and ability to contribute. How does your organization work to meet the statement? Well, I, I think what uh, when, when we talk about uh, every person having the uh, needing to have the opportunity, or, or at least the supports to have the opportunity to to contribute and and be part of society, part of community, is uh, is making sure that we are creating an inclusive pathway for them to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, certainly can get into, obviously you can imagine how important inclusion is to us being being called Inclusion Lethbridge, which was a name change of, well, must be getting close to six or seven years ago. We did that from the Lethbridge Association for Community Living when it was, Community Living Movement was a big part of the, the work that we were doing. So when we talk about an inclusive life for a person with a disability, sometimes sometimes a better way to explain it might be that it's, it's simply uh, simply described as a good life. And you might hear me from time to time talk about a good life for, for a person with a disability. And uh, when, we, when we say that, well, what is a good life for a person with a developmental disability? Uh, it shouldn't be surprising. It's no different than a good life is for uh, people without a developmental disability. So it's sort of a good benchmark or standard to use when we're doing planning for the life of, of a person with disability and to making sure that, that it, full inclusion is available to them and the, sport, the supports for that inclusion and practice to be included is, is, re- is really important in that, that process. Perfect. That was a great answer. 
you kind of touched on my next question already where I was going to talk on your mission statement, but can you talk a little bit more about inclusion and the concepts that you promote through your programs? One of the pieces that, that's fundamental to the work that we do is, is that families are obviously the most invested in good outcomes for their loved one with a disability. And so the big part of what we do is build that family leadership and doing so is sort it sort of empowers family there if you think about uh, the family's role in in supporting or planning the life an inclusive life for their loved one with a disability um they they see a lot of it they they benefit obviously from the good outcomes for their loved one with a disability and and if things don't go well obviously they're the ones that are left there sort of picking up the pieces so it's really important that they're primary they take a primary role in in guiding the life of their loved one with a disability now i i've been in the field uh, well uh, for over 40 years uh, and uh, you know, I used to be involved uh, in direct services as we were one an agency that was essentially uh, having people leave institutions and come to be included into the community, supported to be included in the community. And we used to hear about, you know, a lot of times you talk about the importance of family. Sometimes, oh, well, you know, family, all we hear, we only hear from them when when things don't go well. And, and uh, you know, I knew we, we need to do a better job of making sure that families had a stronger voice. When I looked at what we were doing as an organization, as we were doing really good work and, and really progressive and I think innovative work, we were, we were, we not only were not doing a good job of engaging parents and, and families, we were doing a, uh, we were doing a good job of actually alienating them. And, and that'll happen often where systems come, start evolving and coming into place. They, they sort of ignore the importance of families that might have different ideas for what's important for their loved one with a disability. So I think that that's, that's the key part of it is, is making sure that families have the right role. I, I have to give great credit to uh, well, a number of people that have influenced me over the years, but certainly Michael Kendrick, when he talked about the natural authority of families to be in the lives of their loved one with a disability and how important their, their work really is and their input really is, that uh, made me, actually, that's what drew me to Inclusion Last Bridge and moved out of the direct service as much as I enjoyed doing it, as much as I enjoyed uh, doing those great innovative things. And I knew that uh, working with families was where I needed to be. So that's where I ended, when I ended up here that 15 or 16 years ago. Do you have specific programs or events that you offer and how engaged in creating these programs in the community are you? We don't necessarily see, we obviously do have some projects and and I suppose we call them programs as well. One of the things that we do, we, we do a uh, workshop on beyond graduation, helping families plan that life beyond high school and what's going to be that good life for their son or daughter with a disability. In the 90s, we connected with uh, the Plan Institute out of Vancouver, and uh, we became the first Plan affiliate outside of Vancouver. And what that what Plan is, it is a family organization, and uh, their values very closely matched uh, the work that we were doing. So I have to give credit, credit to Al Atmansky and Vicki Kamek, who are uh, sort of created the the vision for for a planning process called six steps to creating a good life for for a loved one with a disability and actually the result of their work they they both received the order of canada a couple of years ago for their innovation in in the lives of people with with disabilities so we followed their work closely and and as as a plan affiliate have used that model uh, as a, a sort of a springboard to our work so what we do is 
we we make sure that families often come to us in crisis and we'd much prefer if, if they were able to find us before they, they get into crisis and we can do some of the planning that might prevent that. But having said that, we're you know, one of our priorities is to have that through the door advocacy, when people come to us in a time of need, we need to be able to to meet their needs and, and to do it as immediately as possible. So we try not to have a waiting list as far as what we can do immediately for people. We, we address the issue at hand, but we also make sure that they leave here uh, or stay here, <laughs> however it might be, with, with a plan for that future. Because often when uh, with disabilities or their families are just sort of dealing with things on a day-to-day basis because it, it's so complex. They often don't take the time to do the planning that's so needed. And so that's what we do. We make it easier for them. We help them clarify their vision. We call it six steps to creating a good life, obviously, uh, on the plan model. And when we talk about those six steps, the first thing is for the family to clarify their vision, to have a look at what the future is. And if you really want need want families to think about it something they they often don't do is is uh you know think about your child's life right after you're gone you're no longer able to be the the person who uh is primary in their life and what that life needs to look like so that they will be successful in your absence and it's often hard for for people to look at it in those terms so lots of families who run into their plan will work great if they outlive their family member with a disability but that uh, we know that's not a reality anymore so uh, we make sure they have that that they clarify their vision that they they have a, a plan in place that that they can share with the people that need to hear that plan that will be part of the plan it, and also that they they pay attention to relationships in their loved one's life because uh, we know how important relationships are for everybody. Also, that that plan has to have that family leadership in place. That and and not only moms and dads, but obviously brothers and sisters when that time comes as well. And uh, we also cover uh, financial security for for people. And then then also securing that plan as to who does what, when, when, and who's going to be responsible for the different things that go on. So I've oversimplified things there, obviously, but uh, that's sort of the the when we when we help families we do those sorts of things with them kind of the meat and potatoes of it is if someone is looking to get involved with inclusion lethbridge is there a client referral process there's not uh as far as that we don't have a, a formal intake process and you know, we do have obviously the families that created this organization are particularly invested in people with developmental disabilities and and us being able to support them in their journey forward but we don't make a real distinction if people come to us in crisis we do want to make sure they get their needs met and so we're kind of we're, we're very well connected in the community and if they're uh, they're their issues don't really include a developmental disability. Uh, it's not like we're not going to help them. We, we are still going to make sure we connect them to the right people and the right expertise for them to be able to carry on with their life or, or um, you know, of, overcome the crisis they might, might be facing at a time. Also, you know, we have eligibility criteria for people for different programs. And, you know, if we, we think uh, if the gateway to a program is an intellectual disability, that doesn't that doesn't preclude us for, for supporting somebody with a developmental disability because that's what we've committed to. So, and, and we also think that our process is one that doesn't primarily focus on formalized services. It is one that we, we look for the natural community to be involved in people's lives, having those sort of authentic relationships. 
and to be in those, well, those, those places that include people with disabilities. Do you have your volunteer base and what do they do for your organization? We, we depend heavily on the hard work of volunteers and the support of our community. So uh, really we, many, many hours we have, we have people that track those statistics for us and, and I'm happy that they do, but it, many thousands of hours of volunteerism to keep this organization going and to be able to continue doing the good work that we've committed to doing. So uh, yeah, we're, we're always looking for people that want to be involved and how they, how they might be involved. Uh, we can always put them to good use, uh, whatever expertise or experience or lack thereof they bring to us, we will certainly uh, be able to take advantage of it. It is a, a, a really, uh, I mean, a deep in history, uh, the conviction of the families that, that, were, that were pioneering uh, inclusion in the early days in the community and uh, continue to influence this organization. It, I, I think that what's important to know is we're a values-based organization. And so a lot of people will say that, but if you're not clear on what those values are, how do you know if you're sustaining that fidelity to the values? So uh, when we say we're a values-based organization, really those values are that no disability precludes full citizenship, that every person has an important contribution to make to the lives of others and to the community. We also believe that that contribution is made through natural and authentic relationships within that community and relationships with others. Also, uh, and of course, family leadership being one of our, our, our core values as well, that families need to be empowered and uh, informed and listened to when they, they are advocating for a good life for their son or daughter with a disability. And, and also, obviously, that a good life is found along an inclusive pathway. And, and they're just such good, mar- good benchmarks to go by when we are planning and we are evaluating the life of a, of a, a person with a disability to, to make sure that they do have that those values are being exercised by this organization. And so your demographic, is that all ages, adults, children, seniors? It is. It, it's all ages. You know, from time to time, we do have people with with a developmental disability coming to us and they don't really necessarily have for, for one reason or another don't have the family support we have an obligation to sort of look at what people that do have uh, that family involved what sort of outcomes they need and what kind of supports they need and we we base it on that you know we're, we're sometimes when we run into a family they they may have been quite worn down and, and their, their efforts have been eroded and it, it's time for us to remind them and be, uh, hopefully they can be rejuvenated and, and reminded of their importance in the role. Like I say, there's some services out there that might alienate families from their loved one with a disability, but it's, uh, we help them make sure that that engagement is there or, or those people that don't have families, they have a very similar support or a similar life plan in place. Can you please tell our listeners how to get a hold of Inclusion Lethbridge if they want more information? Certainly. We are on Facebook. We do have a website at uh, inclusionlethbridge.ca or .com. Either one will get you there. They can always call us uh, 403-327-2911. That's our, our office phone. We consider that we're always uh, available to meet people's needs and and. Uh, uh, we actually are uh, try to make ourselves available 24 hours a day if if families if, if there's some crisis and families need to get a hold of us we try to be as responsive as possible as far as our our operations that's what we that's what we want to evaluate our service as is uh, how fast did we respond to you was our our response effective and then we always say and how much did did we charge you because all of our services are free of charge uh, you can buy a membership uh, that might uh, 
well, it allows you to say you're a member of Inclusion Lethbridge, but uh, it's not it's not mandatory. I'm not sure that's the best business model, but we are here to meet the needs of the community no matter what it is, and particularly for people with developmental disabilities. So yeah, that, they can get a hold of us and they can pretty much get a hold of us anytime through those those means. And uh, and I'm sure there's others as well. You can always come through the front door. How much is a membership if somebody wanted to join? It's $25 for an individual, $35 for a family. And we also have association memberships that are $100. Associations that might want to be, or organizations that want to be part of the, the, the Inclusion Lethbridge as well. Is there anything else I should know about? When I talk about the planning that we do with families, it, we don't, like when we do uh, presentations or planning or our beyond graduation, we don't spend a lot of time talking about formal services. Because sometimes, uh, I mean, there, there are many good services out there doing some really good things, some good people um, doing good things within those services. But we don't want to represent the community that, uh, especially in the case of people with developmental disabilities, that when their uh, their needs are totally met by these services, you know there there is times when people are engulfed in services, and obviously they have lots of professionals, lots of programming and assessment, and all those sort of things that go on, and it can sort of tell community that oh we got this as an agency supporting a person with a developmental disability when really. Uh, they know and and we know that their role is to actually introduce them to community, include them in community and build those natural relationships. We don't want society to believe that these agencies are the be all and end all for people with developmental disabilities, because uh, when I say that people need natural relationships, the community needs to know that it's not only the role of people with disabilities in community, it's a role of community in the lives of people with disabilities, that they actually play a role and they are neighbors and hopefully coworkers and, and all those sort of things that, that make our life worth living and certainly makes a, the life of a person with a developmental disability worth living as well. So it's really important for community to understand that they have a role as well. And it's, uh, and, and we see that happen, you know, when, when people are hungry, uh, people might think about the food bank or the soup kitchen, really important things in our community, but it doesn't address the, the core problem. And, uh, and I think that that's, that's an important message for society and community to understand that, that they have a role in the lives of people with disabilities. And, and the fact is that the more right relationships people have, the less room there is for wrong relationships. So, and we also know that people are, are safer and inclusive in an inclusive life they are, than they are in a segregated life. So it's really important that we remember that all the time and that everybody knows they have a role in this, this important thing that we like to call community building. Sounds like Inclusion Lethbridge has a great community base. We tend to attract the right people for the right reasons, for, for sure. And, and I admire and marvel at the, the, the support we get from the community, from corporate entities to, to private, uh, private uh, industry and those sort of things. And then, then the citizens just come to us and want to help out because they, they know it's a good idea. They might not know how, but, you know, we can, well, like I said, we can always... Uh, put them to to good use if they do come come to us we'll make sure they they are doing something meaningful always well thank you for your time and energy today Uh, your support to the community is of value to all inclusion lethbridge is an organizational member of bad and a link to their website can be accessed on our membership list online individuals looking to access bad members can do so at bad society slash resources
Thank you again, Dave, today for joining today's podcast. Uh, Voice of Albertans was a cross-disability nonprofit organization of and for peoples with disabilities. VAD is guided by the principles of accessibility, equity, and inclusion. And you can learn about VAD services on our website at vadsociety.ca or call 780-488-9088 for more information. If you have a topic you would like to hear more about, please email me at vadsociety.ca. Do you have anything else you wanted to say today, Dave? Nothing other than thank you so much for this opportunity, Teresa. And uh, we're very appreciative that we are. uh, thankful to be members of Voice of Albertans with Disabilities, and uh, we appreciate all of the good work that you folks do as well. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you very much. Signing off for today, together we hold the power.